Okay, and we're back for another episode of Food in the Hood. Hello, hello. Hey, you sound really excited. Oh、uh, yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think today we have sort of like a fun episode planned.、Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Right. But you've been hearing about what's been going on for the co- past couple of days, right? Or I guess you could even say past couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been in the news for a couple of last couple of weeks, I think. But it、yeah, really but got then,、uh, um, exploded. Yeah, the past week. Yeah. So if you're not up to date yet, we're talking about the coronavirus outbreak that has been going on.、Uh, it originated in Wuhan, in China, and then it spread to a couple different countries by now. I think Singapore. I、uh, think the there US, are more than ten that、Hong、has、Kong. been reported. Right. With, right. Yeah. It's pretty serious. Uh huh. And、um, the few cases in U.S. started in Seattle, and、um, Chicago has confirmed one or two cases, and、um, mm-hmm. I think the last one came from Orange County, California. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. And the, you just... know the scary thing is the scary thing is the incubation period for this virus is so long,、mm-hmm. it could be up to fourteen days. So you might have contracted it, but you wouldn't even know, right? And then you might go on public transport and like sneeze or something, and people around you might get infected. So it's it's really I can see why people are worried about it. Yeah, right. And、um, you you know for now it hasn't been like a global emergency per se. Based on、um, mm-hmm. uh, the World Health Organization, WHO, CDC.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, so、um, it just kind of got us to think about, you know, it's just as people who work in food, we don't necessarily have the medical training per se, but a、mm-hmm. lot of the foundation classes had some overlaps,、um, right, which right. got us to really、um, keep. Well, first of all, like、uh, I'm from China, so I have a very strong tie. Uh, to what's going on in China, Amanda、mm-hmm. spent a couple of years in China、yeah. when you were little. Yeah, I spent right. I spent some time there too. So、uh-huh. yeah, I've been watching what's been going on, and it's 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 really and, sad. And、actually. it's all it's also in Malaysia now, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Someone came through Singapore from China into Malaysia, and I think it's in Malaysia too. I see. So it's. It's it's really spreading,、um, and even though, like Ben said, WHO hasn't declared it an emergency, like a global emergency, I think the whole world is watching what's happening.、Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, it, it also kind of got us to think about、um, how the classes we took in college, in terms of the microbiology classes we took, and then sort of how that plays into our understanding. Of this situation, as well as how different governments and agencies are responding to the situation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess the simplest thing for everybody to、uh, prevent and、uh, being proactive about this、uh, coronavirus is that a very strict personal hygiene practice, right? Yeah. So. To wash your hands and to cover your、uh, mouth and nose while sneezing. And、mm-hmm. uh, wear uh, wear、uh, face mask in、um, right in public,、uh, especially for those area that has been、uh, reported cases. Definitely, definitely, yeah.、Uh-huh. And also, when you sneeze, don't sneeze into your hands and then touch like the metal pole on public transport that everyone、yeah. else is going to touch. You know, sneeze into like your sleeve or you know in your into your I don't know how. 
how to say this, sneeze, sneeze into like, you know, when you raise your arm, sneeze into like your bicep or something. So you, yeah. you know what I mean? So it covers right. it and then you don't get it. Yeah. Exactly. But those are all important to make sure that, you know, public health. Right. And, um, and that just kind of, you know, what that fourth, I, I call it the fourth dimension that kind of sticks in your mind once you take mm -hmm. some biology and microbiology classes. Right, right. right. To think about, um, you know, how your, uh, you, you know, your, your, your uh, respiratory system could contain this virus, uh, potentially mm -hmm. that you've been infected already. And how right. that could get transferred over to your environment and to mm -hmm. others through mm -hmm. essentially an invisible track. Yeah. Right. So this is something that is very at the micro and molecular level that you don't mm -hmm. really see um, by our bare eyes, but you can yeah. really uh, visualize it once you've taken the right, some right, of the right. trainings in microbiology. I mean, it's similar to like medical school. A lot of first years, you know, when they learn about certain diseases, they start web MDing themselves every day and they're like, oh my God, I have like hypertension and I, <laughs> I have like the plague. <laughs> I think it's similar for us in a sense of when you take a lot of micro classes and sort of get introduced to that side of food, you think about the way you prepare food at home, the way you handle food at home and, you know, are you cross-contaminating, right? Yes, um, yes. And um, right. that's what, that's what you know, really led me to think. And it really helps with understanding the um, kind of the severity of these type of outbreaks, too, is mm -hmm. that um, there are so many so-called, um, you know, mishaps or, uh, you know, false practices that can lead to um, a really fast um transmission of this disease and it can get right, right, all right. over just because right. um the so, sort of just 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 like the invisible world of how microorganisms and in this case viruses um can transfer really fast amount humans so so for example if we were talking about cooking right in, in at home like i see ground beef very differently mm -hmm. now because, oh my god yeah yes. <laughs> i like would never order like a ground beef burger medium like right. never ever it's always gonna be well done but if it's steak that's okay <laughs> yeah well so this is not because of um that we read something about there are a lot of essentially naturally naturally occurring e coli on ground right. beef or in ground beef it's it's inevitable right, it's, right, right, right. ground beef by itself in the raw form is never safe Right, and right, and right, it, right. all the cooking practice is just to minimize that risk. Go into it and fully cook it. Also avoid cross contaminations. Yeah, yeah. No, I mm -hmm. agree. It permeates sort of once you learn these things, it really makes you think about how, you know, not even at the food science industrial level, but as at the consumer level, what sort of food safety practices that you know you should be putting into place for instance i don't know how familiar our audience is with hot pot <laughs> but it's basically uh where you have like a pot of boiling broth at the table and then you have raw ingredients right so like mm -hmm. raw fish or raw beef slices or pork belly or maybe not pork belly but like different cuts of meat that you dip into the boiling broth and then you cook it and then you eat it at the table so it didn't used to cross my mind, but apparently you really should use different chopsticks for picking up, 
you know, the raw product versus the cooked product. Yeah, think about it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But so now so, I'm like so, a you know, hygiene Nazi. Yeah, getting everyone to eat hot pot the right way. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but but think about then again because eating with one pair of chopsticks for hot pot is kind of a cultural tradition, right? Like it is. Like no one would really use um, separate pairs unless unless they really realize the different practices. So so now one of the solutions I think in some restaurants is they have these um, large spoons or. Um, Mm -hmm. you, you know, like a shared pair of ah. uh, chopsticks that will just right, uh, right. come with that raw dish. You just use that uh, utensil to uh, essentially put the raw material into the boiling broth. And right. the assumption or sort of the truth is is that yeah. anything that gets boiled in that pot should be clean mm. and um, cooked. I think that's a great idea. And, you know, you don't need that many pair of chopsticks or whatever. Just have it, you know, when you, when you get served at the restaurant, it just comes with a dish, right? Mm -hmm. comes with the whatever you order. But then that's really interesting what you said, which got me thinking because you mentioned... Uh, you know, culturally, it might be more traditional to use your own pair of chopsticks for everything. Yeah. And sort of how do you balance the traditionality of certain food practices with the food safety side of it, right? Because it got me thinking about, there's this Japanese dish, I think, like, there's a couple of Japanese dishes where you would eat raw egg, mm -hmm. right? Like, you crack a raw egg, you mix it up, you dump it on like a bowl of rice, and then you mix everything together. I think mm -hmm. there's something similar to it. You might even put soy sauce on it. But I feel like raw eggs are consumed probably more frequently in, you know, Japanese culture than, say, American food. Right. So how do you... Do you just tell people not to eat it because of the risk of salmonella? Or is there a way to mitigate it while preserving sort of the cultural sensitivity that surrounds that food Well, you just item? use... Well, the safest way is just use pasteurized egg right, right if you can get access to pasteurized <laughs> eggs <laughs> i mean there's there's always going to be a solution that's out there but it it's up to the individual to actually practice it or not or, right, or right, to right. realize like like i feel this is essentially why microbiology is so deep in our mind even though we're not like food safety experts mm -hmm. right you still think through all these like yeah okay where is the microbe Right. Where yeah. is the potential uh, contamination source? And are you yeah. directly consuming it or are you just half cooking it? Or um, it just has a very high chance of cross-contaminating other food material that you might be eating. I uh -huh. just find it interesting. Probably every career, there's something related. Like there's a Chinese word called 职业病. I don't uh -huh. know if there's a direct translation to English, but it's basically literally career disease. <laughs> Pretty where much. once you're like <laughs> where once you're in a certain career or like an industry, you sort of put on that glasses and then view the whole world differently. Yeah, a little bit. Right. right? It's not like we're just germaphobes. No, 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 we're not like, germaphobes. And, and and we just know how to treat the germs, like it, on food materials. Particular. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So anyway, that's sort of the topic that we were going towards today, which is sorry, were you gonna say something? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, you know, this is this is great. I, I just think this is very interesting for for us to think about. Like, there are a yeah. lot of things kind of annoys me in life, right? To see, you know, using one pair of chopsticks, uh, handling both raw and cooked food. Oh yeah. 
Speaking of that, isn't that isn't there one time? Remember junior year? I think I heard this story from a mutual friend, but he said that when you were at Chipotle, someone was handling your food with gloves, but also using the same pair of gloves to collect money from you or something, and you told them that you wanted to see their manager. I don't think I was that picky, but it but it really? sounds something. I heard it sounds like a common practice that. Tripoli would have at least I mean, it sounds like a in, you know, common 20, practice 2014 2015 yeah those prior, dark, prior those dark to years whole... those dark years of Tripoli <laughs> prior to the whole public blow up yeah but I mean I could totally imagine you doing it though um, and that sounds like something that Ben would do yeah I don't you might have not I'm remembered not it much of a dick to people <laughs> but no um, but that's totally true why would you wear the same pair of gloves for collecting money and then also for making food that defeats the purpose entirely exactly and that really annoys me a lot is people when people think about when they serve food right putting on gloves or more of a self-protection as opposed to protecting others in terms yeah. of uh, food safety right so putting right, on right, gloves right, right, right. they're just part of your skin they just became part of your skin Right, so yeah, you have exactly. to treat it as if you're not wearing gloves. Exactly. Just because you put on a pair of gloves doesn't mean everything you touch becomes cleaner. Like exactly. No. No. no, no, no. Bro, no. <laughs> right. So, so these are that, these are things that we just pay more attention yeah. because we uh, done these type of food science, food science, right. and Food safety classes. Right. 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 Uh-huh. And also, like side side tangent here, you know, when people wear masks in public, especially in lots of places in Asia, less common here in the U.S., but people wear masks uh, when they're sort of like you said, there's uh, a virus outbreak going on. But also, like in Japan, people told me that a lot of Japanese people wear masks when they themselves are sick. Just to not spread it to other people. Right? Oh yeah, that's pretty. And I feel common. like, yeah, I feel like it's like a. I, I mean, it's both ways. You're protecting others and you're protecting yourself. So food safety should also be in that same vein because if uh-huh. you're making like Christmas, uh, turkey rose or whatever, and you f up, <laughs> then basically everyone who eats the turkey is gonna have a bad day, right? So it's right. sort of. So that puts into like the magnitude of your actions, I guess, into mm-hmm. scale. For sure, yeah, and um, that's kind of how we view the world, like because of these type of classes and just well, when we say classes, it's basically when they were telling us, okay, what type of food would contain uh, salmonella, containing E. coli, and what group of people are really prone to say listeria. Right infections and um, they would be able to um, you know there are cases that happen right so I was recently in uh, Texas and I saw a lot mm-hmm. of bluebell ice cream stands you know mm-hmm. in a lot of barbecue places they will have um, your re- your regular counter for getting the meat and getting the size and you will have mm-hmm. ice cream stand there and it's all bluebell right, right. and how I know bluebell was you know a few years ago they had the big outbreak in, in, in their plant for listeria Right, mm. that's that's how I remember them. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's really I was like that sounds really familiar. It's really a, of a southern sense. brand that I don't consume that much, especially right. like I don't shop ice cream regularly, so I don't even go to those aisles in grocery store. Right. But but this one is more of a say an artisanal stance, right? So mm-hmm. you know that that just reminds me of this, and I, but mm. it's because of um, their plant cleaning, 
that had issues right. in the past, right? Now sanitation, right? Now yeah. it, I'm pretty sure it's all fine, and、uh, we don't have any issues now. But that's that's just、right. how we remember that company, and it was right. It was just right, kind right, of right. it. So for some degree, it's kind of unfair to them. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be like, to be like, this is my only impression of you. <laughs> yeah, like this is all I know about Bluebell. Is、uh-huh. That you guys、uh, made a lot of people sick. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure your product tastes. There, there, there are good、I'm、flavors sure, in your product. You know, it's a creamy premium ice cream. I'm sure, but、uh-huh. <laughs> still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, it's it's very interesting of how of of how we view a lot of things, and especially when an outbreak or something. Like the coronavirus case happens, it helps.、Yeah. Uh, it re- I mean, it reminds us a lot about these practices and how we should treat、um, the right, different right, type right. of people、and、out there. Yeah, it also kind of reminds me of like not necessarily on a plant in a plant setting, but in terms of food service establishments or restaurants or even street vendors. I mean, I don't know if you've been to Malaysia, but Malaysia has really. Um, Malaysia is famous for its food, right? It's where I'm from, and when I go back, we eat out everywhere, right? Street vendors, restaurants, you、mm-hmm. name it.、Um, and I have a lot of friends who, you know, I tell them about Malaysia. They want to come visit, but then they choose to go to Singapore, <laughs> <laughs> which you know has like a similar food culture to Malaysia, because Singapore used to once be a part of Malaysia. But the reason is sometimes they go there, besides, you know. Other things is they think that the food there is cleaner than、hmm. in Malaysia, and I think even though I will gladly eat at a lot of Malaysian establishments,、um, I do have to admit that sometimes our sanitation and hygiene standards is a bit lower than you know what it could be. So I feel、okay. like that sort of I don't know for a street vendor the traditional way of doing things the Malaysian way. That has been done for like decades. You know that's how your grandpa did it, and then also, but then also you want to be safe with food. So I don't know. Yeah, like, it's always yeah. It's a struggle. It's it's a struggle, and it's really it's like the modernization process to help、right. people understand、uh, there are potential risks and there are ways to overcome them. And really, it, it, it's、um, like even for the coronaviruses, right? So it's originated from, I think, bats.、Uh, so it's an animal to it's coronavirus is like all, most of the cases are like animal to animal, but these like、mm-hmm. novel ones, right, right? Can can be transmitted from animal to human, and like right, right. like for people who are eating bats, they're 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 like really out of the modern culture per se. Yeah, right, but they yeah, yeah. they might have this practice. It's not because like someone just all of a sudden decided to start eat bats or some other wild animals. Right, but right, that, right. But that but、right. that practice is really outdated, and in right, a right. world that's now you know Wuhan itself, that that city has international flights to like up to twenty different countries,、mm-hmm. and that 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 alone just not allow you to kind of start these type of things. Yeah,、right. it's yeah, just yeah, so yeah, scary, yeah. and in, in modern days, this is not permitted. <laughs> right, 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 right.、Uh, and there's also there's also a difference between people eating wild animals because they have to, because they are hunter gatherers, versus like as a modern consumer knowing the risk and eating wild animals. Yeah, just for the like, just for the novelty of it. Exactly,、right? and this is this is really scary of a thing to think about. Right, is that 
is that while you're maintaining part of these cultures and it just it's just not suiting for the modern society anymore. Right, 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 right. Um, practices needs to be up to date with mm-hmm. uh, wh- whatever that we think we should preserve, right? And and I I mean to be honest, a lot of these wild for, for quote unquote wild animals could be you know mm-hmm. d- domesticated and yeah. um, farm and you, you know raise. Uh, safely and um, processed. Uh, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. With with good sanitations and still, you right. can. That's that's like a novel market to be to be in, right? Right. It's not so much like oh, don't eat bats; they're disgusting because we've never eaten bats before. It's more like, you know, eating something wild versus something that, I mean, is domesticated. is It's pretty different, right? Yeah. I think about the origination of um, SARS. Right, mm-hmm. MERS, uh, and 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 also Wuhan coronavirus. A lot of these came from places where wild animals are eaten, right? Exactly. Yeah, and and people, I just think people are like chasing for that wildness in yeah, like the novelty <laughs> of like, oh my god, look, look, I'm gonna post this on Instagram. I'm eating like a like a like a monkey brains. Oh yeah, my god, yeah, it's or so something exciting. something ridiculous because it's like a it's like a um, kind of a kind of a thing to show, right? Right, it's, right, it's, right, it's right, like right, the right. quote unquote back to nature ones of mm-hmm. doing things, and really, it, it just like straight up is just stupid. Right? Yeah, just like the risk, like the risk factor of doing such action is just so not worth it mm-hmm. um, for things like this to happen. Right, 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 right and right, one yeah. of these outbreaks is uh, I don't know billions of dollar of loss and. Uh, and you know now up to 50 um 60 people of death and i'm sure mm-hmm. this number will be going up pretty quickly till mm-hmm. i don't know um the the complete elimination of the of this outbreak right right yeah so, so the entire process really um lining back to like it, i feel like this just kind of turning to us venting about people eating wild animals <laughs> <laughs> This is not the intention of this episode, but uh, I mean, I don't have an issue like I don't have an issue with people eating, you know, frog meat. For instance, we use frog meat quite a bit in Malaysian cuisine. Yeah, Um, frogs. Yeah. 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 Uh But there are frog farms. um, There's sanitation standards like HACCP plans put in place, et cetera, to make sure that the food is safe. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, like yeah. like the domestication process could be really helpful, and mm-hmm. I feel like for a country like China, they should. I mean, there are gonna be people like eating weird things, right? Wild animals, for example, and there mm-hmm. needs to be ways to help actually entrepreneurs to help them to domesticate and uh, to mass produce these type of things. Right. If you're right, interested, right, right. if if you really see there's a market, and it can yeah. be done in a systematic way to help eliminate these risk factors while preserving and respecting people's choices. Right. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I totally agree. You know, like there, food is a very intimate topic. Right. People uh-huh. are very entwined with the type of food they eat, the type of food they like. There's like a cultural heritage behind these sort of things too. So it's not the case of eliminating it, but making it safer, especially yeah. if you think about it, now that we're so globalized and modernized, the fact that um, 
this is different from some hunter-gatherer tribe in the Amazon forest eating a wild animal, right? If you contract <laughs> something and then yeah. it, 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 you travel globally, you know, as a business traveler, like there's consequences too. Because, I mean, even just looking at our globalizing supply chain, the reason that we have to be so strict and also document everything and be transparent in the supply chain is precisely because like, it's very important to track. Mm-hmm. these things right if you have an ingredient that goes that is manufactured for instance in thailand but this ingredient curry powder for instance goes mm-hmm. out to so many different products all over the world right you don't yeah. want to sicken people all over the world so to yeah speak. so so this is just another way of this might be you know the fifth dimension Right, so we have like a micro dimension <laughs> of tra- like like to, Wait, what is this the matrix <laughs> i don't know but like if you think about it it's just another way to view the world that is yeah, yeah, yeah. first at a yeah. very micro level to think about uh, um you know viruses bacteria and yeast uh, mm. things that you really just can't see uh, right. <laughs> with, with their naked eyes but you know there's what? another world yeah. that's out there, right? It's a lot of larger. Like you can't really see it. How many people yeah. are traveling in this world, and how things are moving behind the things, uh, in terms of supply chain and production to yeah, have yeah. food on your table. You know what? Yeah. That's the thing that like it's important to understand the science and technical complexity when it comes to, like you said, bacteria, yeast, viruses, fungi, blah blah blah. Um, but I think what could also capture students' attention more during these classes if they they can sort of find the real-life relevance and connect it to what's happening. So not just because your professor tells you like, oh, this lettuce outbreak um, mm-hmm. is you know sickening people, but if you can draw that connection yourself or think about it more in that sense, and if also professors encourage that sort of divergent thinking, I think it makes the concept stick in your mind a lot easier too. For sure, yeah. I think this is all related to, um, you know, the micro-macro uh, society or understanding or however you want to say it, right? Right, right, right. That that it really had an impact on people um, to to first have good practice, self practices, and to minimize uh, personal health risks, mm-hmm. and um, and also to to spread it out and to use it. Um, the, these yeah. good type of practices uh, to uh, influence others and essentially to, to improve the world in general. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. You know what? This could be a series. This could be like... <laughs> so Ben and I wanted to talk about life-changing classes we took today and we had a list of, you know, three or four different classes we, we took. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I feel like this could be a series by itself, and then every episode will be a class and spin off into other things that are happening. Yeah, well, exactly. I think I think we've we've got enough in, in material here. Um, yeah, yeah. To, to kind of sure. uh, using the coronavirus as a <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, hook or, or as a, a current issue to talk about, but really mm-hmm. to expanding it to um, some things that really we should focus on in the near future um not yeah. just not just in a food science sense right food is re- just very relatable to people and it's yeah. easy to think about uh how food is transported globally and mm-hmm. um, how food is processed uh microbiologically definitely yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> really cool 
And also, our so for, for those of you who don't know about our workflow for recording, usually the day of the recording or maybe a couple days before, we write like a very brief half page, one page outline of what we want to talk about. <laughs> And then lately and lately, we've just been winging it. But I feel like we're not doing too bad. Yeah, hey, we shouldn't show vulnerability. I'm probably gonna cut this off from that. <laughs> Wait, we shouldn't show what vulnerability? Yeah, just like weakness. <laughs> <laughs> that's it.、Oh, okay, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just edit this part out. We can、uh, talk about the food, the food products.、We、yeah, can, yeah, yeah. yeah.、Sure. Uh, so in um. This is well, this will be our twentieth、uh, episode. Oh wow! Right, so to celebrate or to、uh, celebrate this milestone, we will have a new segment in our show. Yeah, towards、uh, the end of every episode. Right. Yes, yes. So as we're wrapping up this episode, we will be、um, so each episode from now we'll be sharing one food product or well a few food products if we can,、um, new food products that we had. Uh, since、mm-hmm. the last recording, so yeah, that we tried, and then our opinion on it,、yep. um, how we like it, we don't like it, why, etc.、Mm-hmm. So I know, I know you tried some lace chip recently, right? Yeah, well, so this is the、um, lace chip from China. So it's imported product for the U.S. It's purely just lime flavored lace chip.、Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of different lime flavored things that are out there. But purely with lime, it's it's very interesting. Actually, I like the sour, the fruity sourness in it, and、um, you know, I finished the whole bag. So, if you like lime lace chip, there's also I feel like lace has a lot of regional flavors all around the world. I don't know if you would try cucumber lace chip.、Uh, I have in China, yeah. They're really good. That's like、mm-hmm. my top favorite. And it actually doesn't taste like a cucumber at all, but it's really good. <laughs> well, it just like it gives you that perception of cucumber, but it actually it has like this something else. Minty, yeah, like a minty, refreshing、yeah. aftertaste. Like it's you just really green. Yeah, yeah, like it's、uh-huh. like a summer snack. You know, you just、right. wanna because usually potato chips are a little bit greasy and heavy, but then、mm-hmm. I feel like I could eat that anytime. Right.、Um, cool. So, how did you like the lace chip? Did you just like it because it's sour and you like sour things? Well, it's surprisingly, yeah. Like recently in my cooking too, I started to eat more sour. I cooking towards more sour dishes. Oh my god!、Um, Maybe what, it's a sign of aging. Your sensory receptors become less <laughs> really sensitive as you changing age. Changing towards sourness. Oh my god! Ben is growing old. <laughs> okay. Yeah.、It's、but okay. What, what about what about you? What did you have this? Past two weeks that impressed.、You. Well, so I recently moved to Chicago, and there's a Korean grocery store super close to my place,、mm-hmm. uh, not H Mart, but something else. And I bought this microwavable white rice pack from them. So it's basically shaped like a like a frozen meal bowl, but there's rice in it. You don't even have to refrigerate it or put it in the freezer because it's shelf stable. And、mm-hmm. then you just microwave it for a minute and a half or two minutes, and then this. Amazing fluffy white rice comes out. It's better than any rice I've ever cooked myself. It's so good. It、wow. is so good. Yeah, and it's a Korean brand, but I don't remember the so name. So is it just plain rice, or it had some flavor? It's literally plain rice. Like that's it. Interesting. And I think the ingredient said like rice, water maybe, and oil 
or something like that.、Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've just been cooking very subpar rice my whole life. <laughs> yeah. But、I'm、this is、surprised. really. <laughs> I'm not that bad of a chef. But this is actually really good. I liked it. Nice. Yeah. Highly recommend if you need like convenient rice on the go.、Mm-hmm. I usually don't trust shelf stable food that much in terms of flavor and texture, but this was this really blew my mind. Interesting, yeah.、Uh, all right.、Um, well, I guess that can conclude our today's episode. Yep. Okay.、Uh, you can find us on various podcast platforms: so Apple, Google, Spotify. Spotify.、Uh, and um, you know,、uh, please give us a five star if you think、um, you know you really enjoy the content that we provide.、Mm-hmm. And,、uh, and yeah, we'll see you next time. Yep. If you have questions,、uh, comments, feel free to email us at fih. Stands for Food in the Hood.、Um, F I H podcast at gmail dot com. Okay, great. Till next time. Till next time. <laughs>